Peace and presence, family. Welcome to the Let's Get Lit podcast, where together we are redefining how we get lit by living your truth. I'm your host, Zoe Ostry, and I can't wait to dive into this week's conversation with you. Let's take a moment before we begin to ground ourselves in this present moment, realizing that our worries don't exist here, our troubles, our fears, our limitations. Here in this present moment lies the power that lives within us. Let's take that opportunity to connect to that energy, connect with ourselves, and connect with each other. All right now, beautiful people. So how is everyone feeling? I hope you are starting your week well. And wherever this message finds you, I hope that you are able to receive it all. This week, we are going to be discussing many topics that I feel just tie all into one another. And I guess I'll just categorize that as ego death. And I feel as though the ego death is something that we all have been hearing more about and even observing within ourselves. But what really is that? You know, your ego is comprised of your personality and characteristics, behaviors, mannerisms that you've acquired over time that life has led you to assume. You know, it's a role that you play. And the ego death is really you breaking down. Not the you that you are, but the you that you've built yourself to be and reconnecting to the energy, the purity that lies underneath that because you aren't who you've built yourself to be. That is just an aspect or or an expression of who you are. And so many of us are experiencing ego death because what worked for us in our past no longer serves us in our present and in order to fully step into the power of who we are, we have to let go of certain aspects of self that we've been comfortable with, that we've been comfortable with expressing. That, for me, um, is how I perceive and define ego death, um, and it really is quite the journey. Life really is a battle of you against yourself, the you that you are and have always been and always will be, and the you that you've created in order to navigate this system. And breaking down that that aspect of yourself, that expression of yourself, it takes a lot of intentional work. Oh my gosh. Healing is an infinite and intentional journey. And when you're intentional about your life, you're intentional about all aspects and not only the things that you excel at, not only the things that you're great at, but the things that you need your work, your improvement that require your intention. 
And it's so important that we are observing these aspects within ourselves. I realize that there is a narcissist within us all. And I've realized that through identifying the narcissist that exists within myself. And I've experienced that person because it's been highlighted through narcissistic partners. And it's such an amazing revelation because oftentimes I assumed the victim role. But how can you be a victim and also be a victor of your life? Those th two things contradict one another. And so when I started to reflect more on the person that I am and the person that I'm showing up as within these relationships, I realized how much that my relationships were reflecting me back to myself. And it wasn't truly them, but the aspects of self that I tried so hard to mask, to hide, to run away from. It's honestly been such an essential part of my journey because I fear had I not experienced those relationships that really allowed me to see myself, that I would continue to dive into, deeper into my ego. And the ego does whatever it takes to protect itself. It doesn't matter really who it harms along the way, even if it's yourself. And that is why a lot of us are realizing, highlighting, and speaking of the importance of ego death. Because your mind is a tool that you have, but our minds are often conditioned and they think without reservation. We have intrusive thoughts. Your, your mind is on autopilot rather than it being a tool that you use. Many times our minds contribute to our demise and we don't realize how through the power of our own thoughts we inspire the words that create the actions that form the behaviors and the habits, the patterns and cycles that form who we are. It all starts within the mind. It's the birthing place of all creation. Choice equals creation. And when you choose something, no matter what it is, you create your reality. You open a door of possibility through the choices that you make. The way that you conduct your life the paths that you go down, they're all a product of your choice. And with that, you kind of start realizing and assuming more responsibility of your life. You realize, hey, if I did this, then it's all a product of what you do. It's your life, you know? We can no longer point our fingers at other people, circumstances, or experiences that we've had without first pointing a finger at ourselves and looking at the choices that we've made that led us there. A lot of times our minds are existing so far away from where we are. You see a rise of anxiety and depression within our community. Transparently, I feel that 
it's existed for quite some time. When I was growing up, we didn't really have a label for it. We didn't really know what to call it. And I can only imagine what it was like for my parents and their parents, not really knowing how to define those feelings within themselves. But oftentimes the mind takes you away from the present. You're contemplating all these possibilities of what could be rather than observing what is and that creates such discontent within ourselves. The, the mind forms these realities that we commit to. And when it does not parallel what we envision, we get frustrated. We start to resist the natural occurrence of what's happening. And in that, we are unable to view the importance of the lessons that come forth through those experiences. Everything that you're led to in life is necessary. It is absolutely essential for your becoming. And I know how difficult that can be to accept, especially if you've faced quite a lot of trauma in your life or you've just seen a lot of adversity. But everything is as it should be. It truly is. And that's not to take away from what you feel, but to remind you to find the purpose underneath your pain because it exists. You are so much more than the painful aspects of your experience. You are the strength that is a result of them. And that's the beautiful thing about pain is seeing yourself on the other side. There's a book that absolutely transformed my life and perspective so much. Um, for a period of time, I even referred to it as my Bible. I felt that every human, and I still feel that way, should read this book when they are able to, because I started it many times, and I was unable to receive the wisdom that was shared until it was time for me to. Um, and that book is The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And that really shifted my understanding of my mind's mind and reconnected me to the power that lies in presence. Going back to talking about anxiety and depression, those ways of being exist through thinking about and considering the past and anticipating the future. I saw this in This Is Us this week, and it just caused me to sink into myself. And one of the characters asked, think about how much time you've spent worrying about things that don't even exist. And I don't want us to reflect in a mind of regret. But I want you to take a moment just to consider how much time you spend consciously and subconsciously thinking about and creating these realities, conversations that have yet to exist. It's amazing. I can say for myself, I do that often, not only with situations, but especially with people. I'll play out conversations, how I think that they'll go. I'll play out scenarios. 
I'll commit to these ideas. I'll start formulating ideas about people, about situations, about relationships through thoughts. And a lot of us do that. It's a scary reality to live in because it's not reality at all. Realize that it is actually just that, a thought. Many times we commit to that, a thought that doesn't even serve us, that is not even reflecting us nor our loved ones or any situations that we may experience in the best light, anticipating the worst while hoping for the best. We often contradict ourselves. It is like your mind and your spirit are in battle, but all they want to do is dance. They don't want to fight each other. They want to find that harmony, that melody, that they can ride that beat together because you need them. I realize that your spiritual journey and your physical journey are one. They go hand in hand. You cannot experience one without the other. You cannot have the ego without the spirit, the mind without the soul, the energy without the body. As above, so below. As within, so without. There is a harmony that is created through the duality of who we are. It's like the sun and the moon. They don't conflict with one another. They don't clash. They don't argue about whose light shines brighter. They shine, reflecting the light of one another, working in harmony to feed the earth. And that can be looked at much like our souls how the mind and ego, how spirit and ego go hand in hand to reflect and feed our souls. And I'm moving away from labeling myself, even as a spiritual being, although I appreciate being able to define certain aspects of who I am. There is a certain limitation on the expression of who you are through labeling and defining. I think about trees often. I feel so connected to trees. I love them. I love to see them. I love to think about how much they've experienced, how much they've witnessed, not with their eyes, but just with their energy, how much change they've seen on this planet, being such a great and pivotal foundation of our existence then and now. I think about trees and often we, we cut them down with little to no regard of the life that exists within them. We label them tree, four letters. And we're not really contemplating the life that exists within them. Through that definition, we say, oh, it's a plant and yeah, it's a tree. You know, and then we cut it down. We say it's just a tree. No, it's not. For something to just be, it is definite. It is finite. We are infinite. It is impossible to confine the infinite wonder that is you into a single label. I've just been feeling less 
attached to defining myself as anything. I just simply am. And it brings such surrender and peace because I no longer feel like I have to abide by a specific way of being in order to fall in line with what I or anyone else expects of me. I simply am. Another thing that I often express to myself is that expectation leads to inevitable disappointment. And that is not to discourage myself or anyone else from having goals, wants, desires, needs that they want to see fulfilled. Not at all. However, that's to give space and room for the unexpected to occur. You know how they say expect the unexpected? Yeah, do that. (laughs) I had someone tell me that you can't really plan in this life, but you can always prepare. And that right there is just wisdom. And I appreciate that so much because it's helped me lean more on preparation than committing to this plan that I've created. Because many times, as we see, Our plans don't transpire as we thought. Many times, very rarely, do we have the privilege of life paralleling what we perceive, what we think, what we expect. It's rare. It happens, absolutely. And it's beautiful, the excitement and alignment we feel when it does, but it doesn't always happen like that. And we have to give space for possibility. So preparation is key. Again, a lot of times our mind expects We expect things from people. We expect things from ourselves. We expect, we expect, we expect. And freeing yourself of those expectations gives so much space, so much room for you to tap into the reality of what is. For you to tap into the presence and power of now. And just be here. Let it go. You don't have to expect anything. Realize that your anticipation or your contemplation does not help you manifest greater. It actually takes you further away from the present and encourages suffering within yourself, where your mind is elsewhere, where you're focusing on everything else but where you are. Most times we'll realize that 90% of the time, if not more, the issues, the fears, all the things that we consider don't exist here. Literally in this moment, I could probably name a million things that I would change and a million things that I want and the million things that I would hope to be. Right here in this moment, I could. But as I separate from my ego, I settle into this moment. I look around and instead choose to focus on what is, what is right now. I'm having a beautiful conversation with a beautiful soul. I have this ability to communicate sound vibrations that are understood by the masses that reflect my thoughts not in their entirety but in a way that I can convey a message that's a blessing I am in a home while it's not my own it is a place where I am safe there's abundance always everywhere around us and we expect less we gain so much more. Grounding 
yourself in gratitude welcomes abundance into your life. As this conversation flows towards an end and we are acknowledging our egos, where they serve us and where they do not, I want us to continue to pay attention to our intention. By doing that, you're able to observe the energy that you're extending. When you focus on your intention, you'll see where that space comes from. You can ask yourself questions like, how does this serve me? How is this in alignment with my greater good? Does this push me further towards my goals or take me further away? Is this beneficial for myself, my loved ones, my community? These things help you identify your ego so much more and are so essential in bringing an end to an aspect of self, those aspects of self that no longer serve you. And I encourage us all to pay attention to the aspects of self that we often shy away from. It's so important. A man or a woman will only be as great as what they're willing to admit about themselves, how honest they are with themselves. And that is not biased to our greatness, our perceivable greatness. Greatness is all that we are. So by shifting our perspectives and observing the things that need our improvement, we get a better, more well-rounded understanding, understanding of who it is that we are. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's conversation. As always, it is a pleasure and an honor to have this intentional energy exchange with you. I'm so grateful for your presence and I want to take a moment to affirm you of your alignment because nothing exists by coincidence. You're meant to be here. We're meant to have this conversation with each other and observe these aspects within our lives together. So thank you so much. I couldn't do it without you, literally. You're so essential to who I am and you're so essential to life and existence in itself. So until next time, I will see you on the Let's Get Lit podcast where together we are redefining how we get lit by living your truth.